Here I am again today with Alison Hartman. Well, she's still staying with us. So we're doing another podcast while she is here. And we're on this subject of clothing. We're looking into the scriptures to see what God has to say. And we're talking about it. So um, I'm going to start with some scriptures again today. And then Alison and I will get talking and uh, we'll see what happens. I hope you are enjoying this series and um, that you still love me. Well, actually, it's not me. It's what God wants us to know. And um, I have to, uh, you know, say that, I mean, I have been learning as I have been going into these scriptures too. And I haven't always dressed appropriately, um, especially growing up. And I had to learn gradually God's ways. And uh, so we're all in a learning process, but we all have to have just soft hearts to hear God speaking to us, don't we? Let's keep soft hearts. Let's be open, even if we have to be open to change, because that's how we grow, ladies. When we think, oh, goodness, no one's going to tell me that, and we're going to stick to what we do, that you're in a rut. Look, when we are not open to change, we are in a rut. And a rut is not a good place to be. You're stuck and it's usually muddy and it's usually dirty and it's just, it's not a growing place. So let's always be in that place of growing. I just constantly pray, oh, Father, give me a soft heart. A soft heart to hear your voice. That was one of the prayers I prayed so much for my children as I was raising them. Oh God, give them soft hearts to hear your voice. Oh, that's such an important prayer to pray over your children. That they will keep soft and humble hearts and and meek toward the Lord because the scripture says the meek will he teach his way. If we don't have a meek spirit, we'll never learn the ways of the Lord. Now we're up to point number five. God wants to cover our secret parts. I'm going to take you to a beautiful passage of God's Word. I wonder if you're familiar with it. It's Ezekiel 16, and it's an allegory. Oh, God writes so many allegories so we can understand. And it's talking about Israel and how he found Israel and birthed Israel and made them his people. And oh, as I read this, you're just going to love the language. But it's all in the language of clothing. It's amazing. And so as we read about it, we we get God's understanding of clothing. But the actual, uh, you know, sort of whole bent of the scripture is that what God has done for Israel. So just be blessed as I read it. I'm going to read it from the New English Translation. And you'll notice so much about covering and clothing as I read it. God says, I spread my cloak over you and covered your nakedness. 
I swore a solemn oath to you and entered into a marriage covenant with you, declares the Sovereign Lord, and you became mine. Then I bathed you in water, washed the blood off you, and anointed you with fragrant oil. I dressed you in embroidered clothing and put fine leather sandals on your feet. I wrapped you with fine linen and covered you with silk. I adorned you with jewellery. I put bracelets on your hands and a necklace around your neck. I put a ring in your nose, earrings on your ears and a beautiful crown on your head. You were adorned with gold and silver while your clothing was of fine linen, silk and embroidery. You became extremely beautiful and attained the position of royalty. Your name spread among the nations because of your beauty. Your beauty was perfect because of the splendor which I bestowed on you, declares the Sovereign Lord. What a beautiful passage of scripture. I'd love you to read it again in your own time, whatever translation you love to read. The end part of that, in the King James, it says, And thy renown went forth among the heathen for thy beauty, for it was perfect through my comeliness, which I had put upon thee, saith the Lord God. And it's speaking here of how God is covering us with his salvation and with his robe of righteousness. And we became perfect, not through our own righteousness, not through our own beauty, as it says here, for it wasn't your own um, beauty, but my comeliness. Now, the word there is the Hebrew word, Hadar. Do you remember how last week I told you all about the word Hadar, it means glory and how God is clothed with glory and how he clothes us with glory and how he wants our clothes to be glorious. And so here he says that it's my glory, my beauty, which I put upon you. That beautiful word Hadar comes again, which means glory, magnificence, splendor, excellency, honor, majesty, dignity. And this is what God puts upon us, his glory. And uh, let's look at a few little things here um, where it says, I spread my cloak. The King James says, I spread my skirt over thee. My skirt. He covered us with his skirt. The Hebrew word is kenef, and it means the edge or the very extremity of a garment. So he doesn't just put a little bit of his garment over us. He puts the whole garment right to the very edge of that garment and wraps it all around us. 
Oh, it's so beautiful. That is what God has done in the spiritual realm. For this is not only talking about Israel, but what um, happens to us when we come to Christ and we're covered with the blood and covered with the robe of righteousness. It's not just some little covering. We're totally wrapped to the very extremity of his garment. That word also means the wings. We're covered with his wings. And then it says, I covered your nakedness. Now, here's another Hebrew word. Um, I was telling you there's 23 different Hebrew words. I won't give them all to you, but just some of them. Here's another one. Kassar. And this means, or listen for this one. To cover for secrecy. To clothe to conceal, to hide. Did you get that, ladies? When God covered our nakedness in the spiritual realm, he totally hid it. And he covered it over because he didn't want anyone to see. And uh, this is what this particular word means. It covers for secrecy to cover those secret parts. God doesn't want those the secret parts of our body exposed to every Tom, Dick and Harry. Our secret parts as women are only for our husband. They're not for anyone else. And what is it? What is it? Let's ask the question to ourselves. What is it that makes us want to expose our secret parts to, it doesn't matter who, anybody, young man, people, anybody he's around? What is it? That's not from God. Mm-hmm. That is not from God. Dear precious ladies, we need to go before the Lord and let him deal with our hearts. Or I do understand, because I I understand that this kind of clothing today is so normal. It's not normal, but it's so in society that we think it's normal. Mm. And you see, we do, we cannot live by society. We have to live by the word of God. And God's word is that he wants our secret parts to be Covered. Covered means covered. Not a little bit showing. Ooh, yes, because some, you know, they don't want to show everything, but they'll just show a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I look at women I know, and goodness, I know they love the Lord with all their hearts. And yet I'm wondering, why are they having to always even just show a little bit? Why? What is it? Well, the, what do you think it I is? I really think the the just like you know, just like Satan did in the garden, you know, just just questioned what did God really say? Did yeah. God really say you can't touch I just know. a little, just try yeah. a little bit? And yeah. so culture yeah. is we we all know how wicked culture is, right? Yeah. You know, we're trying yeah. to basically um, uh, change the um, change our worldview of everything that we believe that is based on. Um, God's word, and so culture is slowly but surely, uh, and, and more, more less slow. They're they're actually doing it very. You know, what, think about the TV shows. Think about uh, what's on the movies. 
And so when you're, and and when we're watching this garbage day in and day out and you're seeing it and you're seeing it, it's like boiling a frog. You don't really feel it. You, all of a sudden there, you know, the frog's dead. Well, all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're watching and we're watching and we're looking and we're seeing and we're, oh, this friend's wearing less and less and less and less. And you're just getting, we're just getting used to it. And so. It is. That's what it is. It's getting used to it. And, uh, and I think many people have no idea. Uh, they are not willfully in any way trying to be fleshly. It's just, in fact, when they go to buy clothes, mm. the clothes that they don't quite they, where do you find clothes mm. that are covering? And that's well, you, what clothes yeah. are for, to cover, not to uncover. They are to conceal and to hide, you know, not to just be uncovered. That's what we have clothes for. That's why God um, clothes us spiritually, mm. and he even clothed Adam and even Eve physically from the shoulders, mm. you know. Um, that's... Well, go to that's any, Bible. Go to any any clothing store right now and go see what's on the racks, and I you'll know. see what they're pushing. And yes. so these young girls, you know, my girls love Ross and TJ Maxx. That's yes. their favorite place. Yes. And so you go into Ross and TJ Maxx, let's say. We don't go to the mall because we don't ever buy anything retail. But, you know, you've got your crop top shirts that stop around, you know, right under your uh, your chest. And then the whole stomach and midriff is wide open. You've got your short, short shorts. You've got the holes in the jeans all the way up. Um, and, and so that is what is on the shelf. And so it, it, practically speaking, if you're a young, you know, you're a mother and you're letting your daughter like me, uh, I let my girls shop for themselves. You know, they're 22, 17, 19 and 17. So they take their money and they go buy clothing. And so what is our responsibility as parents? Do we just let them go blindly to, uh, to go buy whatever wardrobe they want? Or do we give them some, you know, I think, I really think it's, it's we've got to change our mindset because I, I'm learning things just as we're sitting here talking. Uh, you know, when we put on clothes every morning, we need to ask ourselves, you know, what, what is our purpose? What is our goal? You know, or is our goal to attract other people? Is our goal to attract our husbands? Um, because I can promise you, our husbands, they, you know, they're attracted to us completely covered or uncovered. You know, my husband will normally say, ooh, that's, that's a little short. He wants me to, he looks for me to be modest. He yeah. loves that. And so we... Because he doesn't want you to be exposed to yeah. every other man right, out there right. you are for him and, and i think this is something because we're not talking you know we're talking about young people now we're talking about in marriage i think you know in marriage um okay what we wear in the bedroom or don't wear in the bedroom is so totally different than what we are going to wear mm. you know for other people and, and and we today it seems as though people take the sacredness of the bedroom mm. out into the public marketplace. Right. Uh, it's unbelievable. Right. Because they want to fit in. They want to look, you know, these young, let's say the young young ladies are my girl's age. Mm. They want, they don't want to stand out and look like the, you know, the, uh, the 
maybe the homeschooler that's wearing the denim jumper and the, I mean, they don't want that. And so they want to fit in. So they look at what their friends are wearing. Well, guess what? Church friends, church children are wearing the same thing as worldly Mm -hmm. children are. And we have got to raise, I said this last podcast, we've got to raise leaders that are willing to Mm -hmm. create a fashion that others will want to follow. We want them to be leaders and girls that are wearing something that looks beautiful and is modest mm. and other girls to say, Ooh, I want to dress like those girls. Mm. That's what we've got to do. We've got to change our heart. And we as mothers, we have to be good examples. Oh, and yeah. and I'll Absolutely. tell you, when I was raised, when I was growing up, I really truly went through a phase where I remember wanting to wear every time I would get dressed, try to find something that would attract boys to me. I really did. I'll be honest with you. That was in my heart, which is why I have, I really do have a heart for these young girls mm-hmm. because they, they're, they're craving attention from young men. And so I say that for two reasons. One, to encourage fathers that you must have your girl's hearts mm. so that they won't have that desire to always be with a boyfriend. Mm. And in order to do that, you have to spend time with them. Mm. You have to spend hours sitting on their beds, talking to them, finding out why do you want to, you know, don't just say you're not wearing that. Go home and go to your room and change. Explain to them, yeah. have a conversation with them. Mm. You know, they, I don't think a 13, 14-year-old girl, when she's putting on, say, short shorts, she's not thinking that some maybe grown man or young man is going to lust after her. She's not thinking that. She's thinking, I want to look like my friends when we go to the mall. But the father's and mother's responsibility is to explain to that young girl that that is, again, like I said, you're, 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 you want to cover the areas that you don't want young men's attention drawn to. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, with, with today's fashion, you're going to have to be creative. So if you have a shirt that you love that has a low cut, wear a tank top underneath it. Yes. You know, and, yes. and be, be bold parents to where you're willing to possibly upset your child because we are not made to be our our best friends with our children. Thankfully, I feel like we are, I am best friends with my girls, but that's not my goal. That's not my, my purpose. My purpose is to raise godly women so that they're godly wives and godly mothers. Absolutely. I think that is so important. And so often, you know, so many mothers and fathers are just trying to be best friends and to please their children. Nowhere in the Word of God does it ever say that we are to please our children. No, we are we are in the place of God raising them up, raising them to a higher standard, raising them to what God wants, raising them to a biblical standard and a holy standard because God's pattern for clothing is holy and glorious and beautiful it's holy but it's glorious and beautiful and I mean I look at your girls and they wear beautiful clothes and always look so beautiful I mean you don't that's another thing beauty seems to have got forgotten in this Mm. fashion today because most Mm. of it's not beautiful Mm. it's actually very plain and ugly there's Mm. nothing very beautiful about it at all and um so I think we encourage our girls to be beautiful. But if our 
if our daughters come out of the room and they're wearing something that is not appropriate, we have to be faithful as parents to say, look, you know, we're not, as you say, you don't say, oh, get back into that room. No, we say, hey, look, mm-hmm. that's, that's, you can't wear that out especially if you're going to church. You're not, we're not going to the beach today. We're going to church. Mm. Or we're going out into the public, and that's not suitable, mm. you know? And Because um, ultimately you want that. it to be their decision. You know, you want them as they're getting dressed in the morning to make those choices on their own. Mm. But they're not going to possibly get there right away. You're going to have to... Mm parent them I mean that's our job we're gonna have to instruct and explain and and encourage them to do the right Mm -hmm. thing but but be willing to you know you might have a slam door you know I mean we it's not easy we Mm -hmm. we we can make it sound like oh this is so easy you just say go change and oh yes mommy I would be glad to Mm -hmm. I mean that's not even realistic um but but the goal is to get into their hearts to where they want and desire to be modest. And, of course, we're teaching our children how to receive instruction. I mean, I, I can remember an incident, not just when I was young. Um, actually, I, I perhaps I didn't face it so much growing up because even in the secular world, when I was growing up, we didn't. this fashion wasn't even around. We actually mm. did clothe ourselves. But I can remember, I was a mother. I had three little children. Mm. And I was, you know, I thought I was modest. Um, but I was also trying to sort of be, you know, pretty cool. And I was downtown and and um, I didn't know. I, be- I was bending over to, um, you know, see to my little twins and their pram. Because, you know, back in those days, we used to have these big, Prams. Do you know what oh, they yes, were? I oh, do. They, they're so old-fashioned now. But I would have the twins in this pram. And anyway, there was a lady in our church. She must have seen me. She must have been somewhere in the street. And she came to me later. Maybe it was the next Sunday. She said, Nancy, she said, I have to tell you, your short, your skirt was too short, and when you bent wow. over, I could see everything. Oh no! <laughs> Ooh. And I was the pastor's wife. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and wow. you know, but I thought the skirt looked pretty okay when I was standing up. But you see, it's very different mm. when you bend over. And and people often forget about that. Mm. They forget when they lean over, they forget when they bend over and all that. And so mm-hmm. I had to receive instruction. Well, I had yeah, to realize, amazing. wow, that how that is terrible and what a testimony. And, um, you know, I had to throw that out and make sure my skirts were longer. Um, wow. Because, so we have to be, we have to be open to well, learn from one another. How encouraging that that lady yes. took the chance of yep. offending you. Oh, yeah, she could she have offended, offended you. And so we, that is so good because we, mm. I, there was this friend of mine that, that her daughter posted a picture on Facebook of a prom and, and the cleavage was so bad that I, I, I really kind of, um, I just really lost respect. I'll be honest with you. I lost respect for this family. And and I really wanted to go and tell her that, you know, I really don't, I think you guys need to think more about the way you let your daughter dress. But I never did. And I think about that often that uh, shame on me that I wouldn't be bold enough to go and tell her. I know. We don't like people to sort of think 
you know, negatively of us, do we? But talking about that, I think we have to be careful. And young people, if you're listening, be careful. Think about this. In fact, all of us. Is what you like on Facebook. Because often I will see a picture of someone I know and I, I see it's not appropriate. You know, their clothing is revealing too much. And I cannot believe it because I see these likes of Christians I know. Mm. And I think, how are they liking that? Mm. When you like that and press your like, you are saying, I agree with yeah. this revealing of the flesh. It's I so agree true. with your showing off your breasts mm. and your cleavage. And, and I mean, so good. we have to be careful. I will not like, in fact, there are many pictures that I could never, like you said, you could, can't even show my husband. I would hate to show it mm. to him. Why do I want to violate his mind? And that's what it's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just beyond it. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're and, a mother listening, tell your daughters that. Because I just recently saw that one of my girls, uh, quote, liked a girl's uh, wedding pictures. Mm-hmm. And we, but yet... Privately, we talked about how immodest and how revealing and how sexual this girl's wedding dress was. And it was embarrassing that she would wear something like this. And I said, but you don't ever like a picture like that again. She said, but I mean, I just, you know, and I said, no. Don't do it no. because it sends a message to your yes, friends, to the world. And to everybody else. Yep, yep. Yes. We need to stop liking every single picture that is not appropriate. Otherwise, we might as well be doing it ourselves. We are just siding with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that we, we need to be really sensitive of, and I, don't, I won't go into it but uh, the, heavily, but we we met a young we met a man a couple years ago and sadly he passed away very unexpectedly but his name was Bill Tallis and his uh his whole ministry was to to help men and women get out of the addiction and the sin of of pornography and i met him at a graduation it was the first time we really got to talk and he came up to me he was he was just a neat guy. He had a curly cute curly mustache and just a great attitude. He loved everyone. And he said to me, "I have noticed your family for for a while now because we went to church with him, but we didn't know him well." He said, "But one thing I have noticed is that your girls uh strikingly dress beautifully but modestly." And I thought, "Wow, that's that's kind of amazing that a, a man, a married man would even notice that." And he and I said, you know, you are in this pornography ministry. So he helps thousands of men. This it wasn't a small outfit. It was huge what he did. In fact, at his funeral, we could not believe it. They decided to do an open mic and they let other people talk about how what he did to affect their life. And men, man after man after man after man stood up and admitted in front of everyone. I was into pornography, and if it weren't for Mr. Bill, I would still be stuck in it. Anyway, they were they were basically uh, honoring him at his funeral. But what he said that day, I'll never forget. He told my girls, I said, do you mind just sharing with my girls, you know, what your thoughts are on how pornography, and he said, you know, pornography doesn't just start with a man, you know, looking at the worst of the worst. It starts way it's it goes way back to the way a young lady dresses 
And it starts with that idea, like I talked about in the last time, the idea of nudity, where you're seeing just a little sliver of the breast on either side. He said that, and that's where I heard it. He said that is way more attractive than the, just a girl that has her shirt off. To see a sliver of, uh, you know, some cleavage is way more um, of a turn on to a man than that. And he said, you know, he said the way I'm men are wired. He said I can undress a girl in a burqa. So if they're dressed and they're covered with a burqa, I can still mentally, you know, undress them in my mind. And his point was, you know, as you get dressed, ladies, you know, think, think about what men are going through when they're, when they're um, struggling with maybe an addiction to pornography. Um, And, and, be considerate as you're dressing. And fathers, mothers, I can't say it enough to to encourage your girls uh, and not just encourage them, but really make it clear that this is what you were going to ask them to do. Don't make it an optional thing. I really think you've got to set the standards when they're young and then stay on, you know, don't just let one thing, oh, well, they're going out with their friends. That's fine. Just go go with with what you're wearing. No, make it um, make it something that, that it, sh- it really should be an issue that should be discussed. Oh, yeah. And so anyway, I think about this man and, and he just recently passed away, but, um, I'll never forget that he, he took time to share with me that he was appreciative of my girls, you know, attempting to dress in style, but in a way that didn't show off everything. Yes. And he just said that was so helpful when yes. it comes to men that struggle. Oh, yes. And so talking about, you know, covering the secret parts, it's not just covering the breast, but it's even, um, you know, all sort of parts of the body that shouldn't be shown. I mean, today, the, the, the fashion is the tight pants and some you can get away with it, but many of them you cannot believe it because every single line and form is shown. It, it's just so revealing. I mean, the, you, they might as well not have anything on mm-hmm. because you're just seeing every single little thing because they're so tight. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's the normal fashion. But it's, you know, as parents, we, we shouldn't, you know, just allow it and advocate it because God... His that's the whole thing. He wants to cover, um, not to expose. That's the whole thing of clothing. And um, I remember going to um, a meeting one time. It was a big meeting um, where many um, young people come. And in fact, uh, you know, I have been a few times. <clears throat> and... Um, it was quite amazing because it happened on more than one occasion that young people, I didn't even know these young people, didn't have a clue who they were. And they came up to me and they said, you look so beautiful. And I thought, this is weird because here they were these beautiful young people. I mean, mm. I'm older, I'm, you know, I'm past the prime of my beauty. and But... I thought, help, why are they saying that? And, you know, I was dressed, you know, stylishly, but um, I just sort of had this sort of, you know, long, pretty cool dress on, and, you know, it was about three-quarter length, and I was totally covered, and, and it was beautiful. 
But I realised it wasn't because I was beautiful. They, I believe, they just saw something of what they really want uh, as a woman. They saw femininity. And here they were, beautiful young girls, oh, just gorgeous, but all in their tight jeans and tight pants and just the normal thing everybody wears even mm. to Christian events. Yeah. And I guess I was different. But they were drawn to it. Hmm. You see, it was something that, yes, wow, now that's beautiful. And because no one else was wearing it. Hmm. And so, um, but they were just so used to their norm, which hmm. really wasn't very, they may have been beautiful faces and gorgeous yeah. girls and loved the law, but really what they were wearing wasn't beautiful at all. Well, and, and I remember in high school, it just seemed to be where, you know, everybody kind of, they all wanted to look like each other. Yes. Remember? Uh, to me, only even jeans have just become a uniform. Oh, I always hated uniforms. When I was growing up, back in my day, when we went to school, you had to wear uniforms. Well, I have never been a conformist. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I couldn't stand uniforms. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> I can't imagine you not being oh, a conformist. <laughs> uniforms, that was just the worst thing of my life. Mm. And yet I notice now that people... I don't know. They get into the groove. Yeah. They, they, they just wear uniforms. Everybody has the same thing. They all just wear their tight pants or their jeans and their top. And, you know, it's the uniform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just <laughs> thinking maybe an encouraging, uh, maybe some encouraging advice or an idea. Yes. You know, I, I still think that as, as parents, I'm, I'm, you know, this is where I'm at in life. I have 11 children from age one all the way to 22. And um, pretty close with my girls, we we go shopping a lot, and and so one one idea I have is to the mothers, um, you know, make make an, take time to be interested in what your girls wear mm -hmm. and what they like to do, and so it might just mean taking them on a shopping trip and saying, "Come on, I'd like to go buy you." A pretty dress mm -hmm. and I think there is not a girl out there that would not jump at the opportunity and so you know instead of always saying no 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 go change go change go change make it something that they're looking forward to or even your father even um, fathers um, my girls would just pass out if Daniel said let's go shopping because he <laughs> hates shopping uh, it's a big waste of time he, he owns about five different things and he rewears them all the time but you know if a mother says let's go shopping let's go to Ross and let's find it and there's some really pretty cute dresses at Ross and just say let's go find something and then as they're picking things off the shelf that maybe is not a good idea you could say it Ooh, that's that's too short let's keep trying and once they find something that just really is a good length it's good on the top um, you know don't don't be difficult and say oh well that's too expensive or whatever just buy it for them let them enjoy you uh blessing them with something you know that they would really be feel beautiful in and Lovely. that's just an idea i had that i, I think, think that's a wonderful idea and also today have you noticed allison that um you can buy 
beautiful dresses now online. Mm. There's so many companies now that are making beautiful mm. dresses. They're three quarters or they're longer, um, and uh, they're just absolutely beautiful and they're very cheap. Well, I and just and you could even you can go with you. Hey, let's look at some dresses online. And you look great. at all these. Oh, wow! Isn't that beautiful? Beautiful. Mm. Hey, wow, why don't I buy that for you? Yes, you know, and, I and there, I, I have been amazed myself um, <clears throat> how the most beautiful dresses you can buy online, and some of them are just so reasonable. And um, so that is a well, good Well, and I, idea. Saw, I yeah. saw Serene. I, you know, Serene, uh, mm. I, the last few days I've seen her, she keeps wearing these, I, I don't know if you noticed, but they're elastic waist dre- uh, skirts. And they go down a little bit past her knee, maybe between the knee and the ankle. And they're the cutest skirts. And so I, and they have two big pockets. And I said, where did you get your skirt? And she said, oh, I bought them online. I bought one in every color. And I mean, they're a skirt my girls would totally like think are in style. And so I went on Amazon and I already uh, put several in my cart and they were only, one was on sales, $10, but most of them were about $20, $25. Yeah, so cool. But you know, if you had two or three of those, because mm. I love wearing skirts, I love wearing dresses, but it's hard when you're nursing to, to always have a dress on. But um, anyway, I just think it's fun to, yes, and that's being your that's doing something that's building that friendship with your daughter mm. and and yet uh but yet not um not allowing them you know I was sharing with you at the uh the break about um when when I was raising my daughter um we had uh somebody we knew that was I guess a close friend that was also raising a daughter that was the exact same age and now looking at where both of our girls have ended up uh the one has um has really not 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 done well, and you know she's not made good choices with um, with boyfriends and with um, her just her life. She really has been um, it's been quite quite sad. But I remember going back to where just just when they were little, what we would let them wear. You know, I never have been a fan of bikinis, two piece right. bathing suits. But a lot of people think it's cute. To put on little girls, they're oh, it's no big deal. It's cute, and so I remember this particular friend of mine. She would always kind of dress her daughter, kind of you know, cute and uh, in kind of seductive clothing, even when they were little. And so when it got to be her turn to choose what she wanted to wear, Mm -hmm. I mean, she would just go out and And that's uh, what she was used to. Oh yeah, sports bra or whatever, Mm -hmm. tight shorts, and and that's what she got to wear. But it, what I noticed is that their goal as parents was 100% to be the best of friends with their daughter. That's all they wanted was just to be super great friends. And, you know, I want that too. I want to be my girl's uh, go-to when they're having a problem. But you can do both. You can be your children's best friends and good confidants and, and advisors and those that they'll come to. My daughter's now married. And, um, I mean, we talk several times a day. She asks me everything from, you know, little teeny tiny questions that don't seem like it would matter to really big decisions um but I never I I never went down that path where I just ignored truth about what she was wearing because I wanted to not um you know I wanted to be her friend so Mm -hmm. I think that that's so important but I just don't want you mothers to be discouraged thinking you know I'm single mom I've got this young teenager and all she wants to do is look like her friends you know I 
I get it. That's a tough spot to be in. Um, sadly, it didn't just get there overnight. You know, it starts. Mm-hmm. But even if you're at a, at a point now where it almost seems like you're too old, I don't think it is. I think you can really um, think of uh, productive and intentional things that you can do to spend time with your daughters to where they would desire to have that mm. modest heart. Amen. Well, time has gone again. So I pray that you have been blessed and encouraged and we'll pray together. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you that we can talk about these things, these everyday things. It's every day because every day we clothe ourselves. Mm. Lord, give us wisdom as mothers, as wives. We pray that you will help us to dress uh the right way, Lord, to glorify you and to be an example to our families. Give us wisdom as we, Lord, I pray for every precious mother that you will give her wisdom as she raises her daughters, Lord, for you. And um, even our sons, Lord, raising them in the right way and, and, uh, Lord, that they will be prepared and know, Lord, um, what to do in this hour and that they will even dress appropriately. But we ask, Lord, for your wisdom and your blessing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah.